0: We keep moving forward, opening doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps us down new paths. Mr. Walt Disney. Welcome to the Talking Minds podcast. Come join us as we chat about a whole host of mindset related issues, giving you both the male and female perspective. Don't miss out on the exciting interviews we'll be conducted with some truly inspirational guests. My name is Marcus Matthews, and I'm a rapid transformational therapist whose quest is to transform people's minds to reach their own personal greatness.
1: My name is Tracy Carroll. I'm a rapid transformational therapy practitioner and my mission is to end the stigma surrounding mental health issues and show people they no longer need to suffer in silence.
0: again good morning everybody it is the final chapter good morning tracy
1: good morning marcus good morning listeners well evening afternoon
0: afternoon. wherever you are yeah (laughs) usual stuff (laughs) yes it's the final one steps we're talking about steps today tragedy okay we're not talking about (laughs) the uh we're not talking about the the english pop band from the 90s steps we're talking about steps so i'm going to do a quick review um this is part of our journey to abundance series um and we are not going to talk about the thing that is happening at the moment that is banned but we're going to talk about abundance we're going to take you completely somewhere else so the journey to abundance we started this um, talking about fear and what are the fears that are stopping you from achieving what you want to achieve in your personal life relationship success it doesn't really matter But then went on to talk about actions and accountability and that you're the one that has to make it happen. Um, But you've got a choice. You've got a choice of what you do. Um, And actually, it's not up to other people. Um, It's up to you to make those choices. And with choices will come successes and will come failures. But they're just lessons. And trust. It's about trusting yourself, trusting your instinct and finding others to trust to take you on that journey. So we're going to talk about steps. So if we take this journey to abundance, the first four steps really are about getting your rucksack on or packing your rucksack, getting, getting the tools that you need, putting those things in. So the next bit is actually, it is taking action. And I know that was something that I said, but actually you now need to take those steps. Um, And just before the podcast, myself and Tracy were just having a quick chat and, We're probably going to go, if you're not aware of a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, Um, you need that in your life. It's a bit of a Bible. Um, And we're going to probably have a look a little bit about that, about what stops people um, moving forward. Uh, And I think, I reckon Steps is is procrastination, isn't it? It's the opposite of procrastination. It's the opposite, yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because when, when you procrastinate, you do everything but take the steps that you, you need to take towards your goal. You'll do you'll go off and do things that are really quite irrelevant or certainly aren't going to take you towards what you're trying to do.
0: Mm. And Absolutely. I think if, if you're listening to this podcast, just be really honest with yourself um, and just say to yourself, okay, you might be listening to this podcast, you might be doing personal growth, you might be reading all the books, you might be watching the YouTube videos and dreaming of this amazing abundant life or an amazing job, an amazing relationship, an amazing career. But be really honest with yourself. What are you actually doing? What pain are you having to go through? Um, And nobody wants to go through pain. And I I don't particularly like the word pain or struggle. Um, But um, it's all about, I tell you what, we'll go back to your story. Not your story, your law of attraction thing. Because I like that. I like, I let Tracy do it. We've said this before, but let's just reiterate this because we, we have this chat about law of attraction. Both of us are really in, interested in this, and that's where Think and Grow Rich comes from. And for those of you who think it's a little bit woo woo, it's not, it's, a, it's absolute science but Trey, tell tell the sea the story i like the sea story you want the
1: sea story
0: i like the sea story <laughs> let's just tell the sea story you like story. the sea
1: story and then and really then i will t- story?
0: it is and then i will i will tell a, a slightly different version of that to try and put some context okay. into what we're trying to talk about
1: okay and then i have found the part in the book that i was talking about not necessarily the one you were looking at anyway okay cool okay so the whole concept of this is Imagine yourself right now standing on the seashore and the tide is going in and the tide is going out as it always does. Um, No matter what goes on in the world, that will continue to happen. So you're standing on the shore and the general idea of this, obviously this is very metaphorical, is that you're standing there and you're putting out your desires into into the universe, into the world. And what happens is those desires, those dreams, those goals, whatever you want to call it, they will go out with the tide and they will float away. And what happens is they get to wherever they're going and they pick up, they manifest. What you want is then going to flow back to you on the tide, just like the waves go out from the shore and back in. Providing you've got no resistance, that is exactly what will happen with your goals, your dreams, your desires. However, if you send those thoughts out and then we'll use an example of, um, let's think of a body. We're going to go with body on this one. Okay. So you're like, I want to have a six pack. Okay. So you put that desire out, it floats away out into the ocean and then you think to yourself, actually, do you know what? Oh, that's a lot of hard work or I've always been overweight or that's never going to happen or I can't be bothered to go to the gym. And what actually happens is when you think those thoughts, and some of them, or, or most of them are actually quite automatic and they're um, conjured up from your subconscious. But what happens is you put in a tidebreaker. The moment that you think those thoughts, the moment that resistance appears within you, you put in a tidebreaker. And that tidebreaker is in between you and the thoughts and the feelings and desires that you've sent out. So when it does return, as it always will, because the the sea will go out and it will come back in. But now there's a whopping great tidebreaker right in the way. And all that's going to happen is that desire, that dream, that goal is going to smack it up the upside. And then it's going to float back again because that wave cannot return to the shore. So you are not going to get what it is that you were looking for. That is my little story that Marcus loves me to
0: tell. Do you know what? I'm gonna something just popped into my head. I love my mind. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Okay, so that is the kind of uh, that's kind of law of attraction. But let me just let me just show you that this stuff is not new. And actually, I'll not show you because it's a podcast. I can't show you anything. I'll talk. <laughs> okay, so I when I was little, I went to Sunday school. Okay, so. I, I've always, I would always say I've been spiritual, whether I've been religious, not too sure. My mum goes to church. I went to church. Some of you who listen to this may believe in God. It really doesn't matter because as far as I'm concerned, God, the universe, it's all the same stuff. They're just different stories, different angles. However, I'm going to dig into the Bible. We're going to do some Bible study. Whoop. Ooh, right.
1: That's new.
0: Okay. Matthew 7, verses 24 to 27. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. Okay, I'm going to put some context into that. It came, this, this actually came into my mind um, a few days ago and it's actually, it was a story when I was very, very small that kind of, I can still feel it now. It's really weird. I can feel the feeling in my stomach now. It really kind of... Um, resided with me and obviously went in to create my rebellious nature. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so taking into what Tracy's just said, I'm going to put some context and kind of link the two together. So when we talk about Think of Grow Rich, when we talk about Law of Attraction, when you look and study people who are living abundant successful lives, There's something that is true to all of them, which is steadfastness of thought and belief. They have this undying belief that their purpose, their why is the reason why they're here, and they're like a rock. Now it's not that they are, that they're not gonna lean. The waves are gonna crash on the rock. It's gonna chip away at the rock. And that's gonna be painful. So when you're pushing through, It can be painful, you know, when those waves are crashing down, when you're in the middle of the storm, you know, it is going to be, you know, it can be tough at times. Um, You will get people nesting on you like birds. You will get algae, a mess. But eventually, the, the waters will calm, the sun will rise, and the rock will dry, and you'll be there. But let's take the other analogy, which is where most people sit is that instead of being steadfastness in their thought and their purpose, they bend to the tides. So if you imagine people being sand, when sand comes up, it will wash the sand away. It'll break it up. So if you're building your, let's say you're building a sandcastle. Let's, let's do that. We've all probably done that as kids. We've built sandcastles. And we make this amazing sandcastle with flags. And then the, the waves come in and there's no... There's no permanence to that sandcastle. That sandcastle washes away. And how many times do we try and do something and create something, but it's not based on a firm foundation of intention? We're looking at, look at my sandcastle. Look how well decorated it is. Look at all the shells on it. Look how good I am. I'm making this up as I go along, so I hope you're with me. Um, But my point is this is that most of us build sandcastles and once that sandcastle is gone, we might build another sandcastle or we might give up on building sandcastles. Instead of having a big ugly rock that's gonna be there and is actually gonna have some permanence and some purpose in our lives. But if you take a rock, if you even take the evolution of the earth, it started with rocks and fire. The actual universe is quite destructive. When the world was created, it was quite destructive. But over millennia, as things started to settle down, the waves started to settle down, the minerals came together, everything came together to create an abundance of life, to create us. So actually, when you you take the universe this is scientific this is not woo woo this is a fact it's a fact is that the earth started in chaos it started with fire and toxic gas and nothing could live on it but that steadiness that firmness that you know being in the universe and just spinning around and as day and day came and everything started to come together those little steps started to create and started to grow. So we started at a very cellular level, animals started to grow and then grow into complex beings that we are now. So we're no different. It's called evolution, everybody. We're no different than when the world first started. We've got our own inner chaos. We've got our own inner energy. It's just learning to harness that energy and being steadfast in your intention to your why and your purpose. So I guess going back to what we were saying before was if you're listening to this and you're you're going, I want this, I want that, I want the other, da 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 da. da. What is it that you want? What is it that you you know how much of your time are you spending on self development but not actually getting anything out of it? Are you steadfast in your purpose? Are you willing to go through some pain? to achieve what you need to achieve i don't know what your thoughts are on that because i just came yeah, straight of yeah. my head that was my, that was my mind kind of doing a, 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 a mindful vomit <laughs> but, but, let's say did that make any right. sense at all
1: no it did it did so as you were saying that i just thought do you know what the kind of lesson in there at least the lesson that i took from that is how do i put it so you can have your goals and your dreams and your desires but you don't have to run towards them because if you think if you take the analogy of the um <clears throat> excuse me of the sandcastle so the sandcastle when you're building it you just you want to get it done you want it to look amazing and you want to be really really quick because you think oh this is taking me somewhere else as well you think that it's all about the finished thing the finished product okay it's all about that sandcastle okay yeah. so if somebody yeah, you right okay well first of all you need to draw up plans and then you need to work out how much sand you're going to need then you need to work out how you're going to construct it blah blah blah. most kids would be like yeah right and they'd be gone okay because all they want to do is they want to build something that looks spectacular right there and there they, they're looking at the final destination and they rush it versus the person that may have chosen to build it on a rock and I've personally never tried to build a sandcastle on the rock, but imagine trying to build a sandcastle on the rock. is probably more tricky and it probably is more time-consuming. But the payoff at the end of it is that that one will have lasted so much longer. So what was coming up to me when you were saying all that is as long as you're taking the steps, they can be baby steps. They can be little tiny bird steps as long as it's taking you towards what it is that your goal is, your actual goal, not what you fancy today or what you think would be nice in a couple of weeks. Your overall goal, whether it's to do with business or um, health or whatever it is, finances, you must take the baby steps, but take them in the right order and don't try to sprint to the finish because if you're going to do that, there's going to be no foundations and it will wash away.
0: And I think it's all about. And don't worry about. As I, as I say, if I use that rock analogy. If you've got a big rock in the ocean and there's a massive storm, things are going to chip off. I mean, what I, I've started to use this analogy um, when I talk to people about RTT, because it's interesting that everybody has got the everybody's got the answer. I've noticed this, and I'm trying to push myself away from this. So we both use rapid transformational therapy as our tool of choice to help and support people. Um, and I'm not saying it's any better than anything else, but this is the way that I look at it: is that if you're building a house um, of abundance or of well-being or a house on a rock, think of think of the foundations. This is the important thing. This is what the rock analogy is. It's about the foundations. And if you don't know why you're building it there, then the what and how are irrelevant. And I always think of RTT, because we use hypnotherapy and regression to find out where the problems are, I I think of RTT as if you're born, you're born as a rock, and maybe the rock is a little bit like sandstone, and you've started to build your house on it, and that sandstone is not particularly brilliant against water. It's rock, but over time it will start to wear. And what we do, really, as therapists, and what, what, what I love about RTT is we go in and underpin so where those foundations have got weak over time, because maybe the, as you've built that house, you've not done it as well as you should have done, then we come in and help you underpin that so that you can then start to build that on. So maybe you've built a one-story house and your house has grown um, and you need more room, You know, whether that's in your mind, in your life, in your heart, or physically, you need more room. Um, and my point is, is that we then help you to underpin that to understand where those fallibilities have come from. What were the techniques that you used at the time absolutely served you, but now don't serve you? And to get that empire or to get that building back into, you know, and most of the time what we do is if we, if we use that analogy, let's, let's say we were a house and we've not underpinned it, we've got some subsidence. Let's say that's your house. And you know that your house is not in good nick. There's cracks starting to appear in the rendering on the front of your house. I'm not using that. You'll stay with me, there's a reason for this. I don't
1: know where you're going.
0: Most people though, instead of going, okay, here's my house. It looks a little bit lopsided. I'm now getting cracks in the walls. This is what we do. We go, ah I'll tell you what, I'll go and get some filler, I'll fill the cracks in and then I'll paint over it with some paint. Because to the world then, my house doesn't look as though it's inferior and subsiding. Yeah. Instead of going well, I can spend 40 quid on that filler or I can spend 400 pounds on underpinning it. Yeah.
1: Oh, I think it might be a bit more than
0: that, but anyway. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just, they're just numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can see where I'm going with, with the figures. I do. I know um, and my point is, is that you can then underpin it. And do you know what? For a short time, because you spent more money on underpinning it, the house may still look ugly, but you know that the foundation is safe. You know that your foundation is safe so that when you're ready and you've got the time, then you can fill in the cracks, knowing that you only then need to do that once. You can fill in the cracks and then every now and again, you can paint it whatever color you want. But unless the foundations are strong within your life and within your mind, more importantly, you will continue to um, fill in those cracks until eventually it will break. Yeah, do you know- Been there, done that yeah (laughs) as as you're
1: saying that um i've got this like little story going on in my head of you start with a bungalow bungalow needs very different foundations obviously because it's only a lower level and then you decide oh okay well um my family's growing or i need a bit more space so i want to go two stories and then, then actually it's growing a bit more or your kids can't move out so their girlfriends are moving in or whatever, so we'll go to a three-storey house. Well, there's no issue against three-storey houses because they're everywhere. We've got one. Uh, Flaps aren't any issue either. You can kind of really go, well, virtually, you can go as high as you like, but you've got to have the foundations. And if you try to put three-storeys on top of a bungalow, it will collapse. And I think that is exactly what happens with so many people when they get to the point that we both got to Hmm. they just keep adding and adding and ignoring the fact that the foundations are not stable oh it'll be all right we'll just add another layer it'll be fine
0: and what's interesting with that is even if you take that analogy um we, we could we could say that well the rock is rigid well actually if you look at the technology that goes into building skyscrapers when they first built the the first skyscrapers in New York, they were rigid steel, they were quite high, but then they realised that as these skyscrapers started to get um, taller, that that rigidity didn't serve them either so now when you look at modern skyscrapers when they build them, there's actually an element of flexibility in them, so places like Tokyo and places where there's um, disruption, earthly disruption, so uh, what they're called um, earthquakes yeah, earthquakes and stuff um they they actually build them so that they can move so when you look at that journey is that first you need to have a firm foundation they've all got firm foundations and maybe you go through a bit of a rigid path to start with the first few floors so you go through that process and we were just talking about this when we came on actually it's completely as so as, as RTT therapists, you do your training, and like any other going to school, you learn the basics, and then you start to learn to be flexible and fluid, and that's where the growth comes. It comes with the sway. And actually, if, if you're too resistant, then, again, things will start to fall down, and that's why they call it flow. That state that you get in when things just happen. But before you can get into the flow state, you need to come from a solid base. You know, it's like if you're going to meditate and cross your legs, maybe you need to learn how to cross your legs first. Then you mm. need to be able to sit in a receiving position. That's that's just an example. When you're a child, you can't walk straight away. Um, I had an RTT session on Italian with Alaria, one of our friends. And one of the things that she noted to me was that she said, Just take a two-year-old when they first learn – take a baby when they first learn a language. A child doesn't actually speak for probably the first two years. And then all of a sudden, but it's absorbing all of that information. Mm. So you've got to be really kind to yourself and understand that sometimes we're sold with affirmations and steps that we just need to think it and it happens. Um, Is it worth – I think it's probably worth here when we talk about steps – just talking about chapter one in Think and Grow Rich and Mr. Barnes. And when he goes, I'm gonna try and remember it. When he goes in to want to work with Thomas Edison. So for those of you who don't know Thomas Edison, he's very, very um, he invented the light bulb, wasn't it? No. it was, but light bulb. Um, very, very clever inventor. And Mr. Barnes basically rocks up looking like a, a proper dosser, I suppose. Not not very not very well. Um a vagrant. A vagrant. Um and and you know, and but he's got this he's got this dream he's he said, I am gonna be a partner with this guy, you know, very successful man. And he has this purpose and he goes along, but when he first goes along to Mr. Edison, he gets quite a lowly job. Quite a lowly job, and he's doing that job, but his purpose is still there. So his A his starting point is I am gonna have i'm going to be a partner with this guy and it's all going to be amazing i'm going to have an abundant life but he doesn't go in there and says i'm going to partner with you he has that intention that that's going to happen anyway to fast forward what happens is is that edison invents what is basically the dictaphone i can't remember what they call it um and nobody wants to sell it nobody is interested in selling it um, and I don't know if you can find the quote that he, that he puts in there. Um, it's near, near the end of the book. But um, the book? In another book, chapter one. Barnes basically turns no. around and says, I will sell it. He believed in what Edison was doing and he had the belief that he could sell that product when nobody else could. They didn't believe. He saw Edison's um, purpose for it and he thought, this is my time to partner with edison so he goes on and he goes on to sell this with great success he swims against the tide he's a rock and we'll sneeze <laughs> excuse me live on the podcast um yeah and he so he goes through and and i can't remember what the phrase is i, I mean if you can find it tracy but he says something like really. made by made by edison sold oh, by barnes or something like that oh. And at that point he becomes a partner. Because Edison starts to see the value of partnering up with him so that they can both think and grow rich. And that kind of so you keep looking for the quote, we should have got it before the podcast. I'll keep I'll keep going. Yeah, yeah. My point is this is that
1: Oh, it, it, it. I've got it.
0: got it, go, go, go for it, go for it
1: out of that business associ- out of that business association grew the slogan made by Edison and installed by
0: Barnes. That's it. So made by Edison installed, installed by, by Barnes. Barnes. So they both became partners and both did very, very well because both had the same purpose and intention. And at that time they both grew. Now, if you look at this from my point of view, this is what I say to my clients when I send my emails to my clients um, when they've had the session is I want people to tell people about what I do and the success that they've had. Now, some people might say that's the ego. That's, that's me saying, look at me, look how good I am. And and actually that's not, that's not the case. I come from a place of purpose. I've, you know, coming from somewhere where I went through a really, really tough time and I made that decision that nobody would ever go through what I've gone through. And I've gone through that fear, taken that risk, um, retrained in what I do. And we both now help people and have great success in that. However, we swim against the tide. We're not going along. We're not the sand. We're quite steadfast. And it's difficult at times for people to go, well, I'm, not, I'm being told that that won't work. I'm being told, you know, that, that that's all woo-woo. And actually it's not because if you delve deep between the people who are telling you what you should do and you really investigate that, they don't know what they're doing either. (laughs) You know, that they're just going off advice that they've been told from somebody else and they've been told by somebody else. Mm -hmm. So it's up to you to take that decision to say, well, test that, you know, because I always say that my success is never having my client come back again in a nice way. Um, I don't want repeat business. I I do want repeat business. Of course I do. But what I mean is I don't, I want my client to be successful. My measure of success is their success. When they're successful, I'm successful. Um, and if that person then can go on to find their why, find their purpose, and then do that for someone else and make that uh, help somebody else have that fulfilling life and start them on that journey with the right tools. Um, then, then for me, that is, that is my job done. That's the reason why I do what I'm doing. Um, and I think when you look at any great um, leaders and when you look at people who have been really successful and created stuff, you only need to, if anybody's listening to this, look for the, the Disney equation, like the victim to hero journey. All Disney films have exactly the same premise. It's nice. about the underdog who doesn't have anything but with steadfast of purpose and intent goes on a story, goes on a journey. But first they decide that they need to make those steps. And as those steps come along, they find lessons that serve and lessons that don't, but eventually they bring people into their lives, which allow them to live that abundant life. That formula kind of applies to every single great movie. And that's why we love it. So we we do this stuff every day. We go to the movies and we pay good money to watch a story, you can actually create that story yourself, and you've got the tools and you understand how it works. So, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Tracy.
1: I'd actually like, I've just found another part of the book that I really like, and um, it's a really good example of taking the little steps, not running to the end, and staying steadfast in what your goal is. And I'd like to share okay. it with you. This one is about uh, Steven Spielberg. and. I didn't know this story before I read it. So this was quite interesting. So I'll skip part of it. Uh, Let me go from there. So basically, um, Steven Spielberg wanted to be one of the all-time... He he is one of the all-time great motion picture directors. He dreamed of being a movie director from childhood, began making amateur films with a primitive camera when he was still a child, and the dream never subsided. So Spielberg actually broke into Universal Studios. I think this is just epic. He broke into Universal Studios, which is a, um, a legend, legendary movie set, isn't it? He took to the Universal Studios tour, which I don't know if that still exists anymore. I've done it a few times myself, though. So basically, if you haven't been there, if you've not been to Universal, then it's basically like a little tram that takes you around the movie sets, um, of all the famous films and bits and pieces that they've done over the years. So obviously it says here, visitors ride around the studio lots on a tram. Stephen sneaked off the tram and hid between two sound stages until the tour ended. When he left at the end of the day, he made a point of saying a few words to the gate guard. Day after day, he went back to the studio for three months. He walked past the guard, waved at him and he waved back. He always wore a suit and carried a briefcase, letting the guard assume he was one of the students with a summer job in the studio. He made a point of speaking to and befriending directors, writers and editors. He even found a vacant office, <laughs> took it over and listed his name in the building directory. He made it his business to get to know Sid Scheinberg, then head of production for the studios. And he goes on and on, but... He, here's a man who was so steadfast in his goal and his dream. And he knew that if he just rocked up with one of his amateur videos and said to Mr. Scheinberg, oh, look at this, isn't this good? That the guy would have been like, yeah, run along, kid, off you go. It wouldn't have happened. So he took each individual step. I mean, for three months, he could have got caught at any point. For three months, he went knowing that those little steps that he was taking the talking to the guards and befriending everybody else that at some point people will just begin to accept him as being part of them part of the familiar yes exactly and then when he's I mean I could go on but I'm not going to read the whole thing he he basically gets to the point where his opportunity exactly the same as with Barnes and Edison he gets to the point that all these steps are leading up to his opportunity to shine and i believe i remember i believe he tried i think it was here we go the studio had already decided to produce jaws and chose another director but something i can't remember i'm not going to read the whole thing to everyone but something happened and he ended up producing one and the first film that he did was a real success in one part, but I think it flopped in the box office or something, but they gave him another chance and that was when it, this could have taken absolute years, but he carried on taking the steps that he needed because he knew that all those steps were taking him towards it. That's one thing I would like to say, which I wrote down before when we were talking, is and I've heard this from many many coaches. I think it's really important regardless of what your goal is, the actions you're taking, the steps you're taking. Before you take them, ask yourself, is this taking me towards my goal or away from it?
0: Absolutely. I, re- I just wrote exactly the same kind of thing down. <laughs> it's, that it's steps. Steps, really, if we're looking for that next thing is steps is, is, is that I always say, is it leading towards your why and your purpose? Whatever you're doing now, is it leading you towards your why, your purpose, the feeling that you want to feel? Simple as. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whether you're being paid for that, whether it's free, you should. I think. I think I read somewhere it's like Martin Luther King and then Nelson Mandela was that that their cause, their purpose, their why was so strong they were willing to die for it. And I think that I let's call that a metaphorical die. <laughs> but my point yeah. is, my point is that they were willing to do whatever they needed to do to get to where they wanted to go to, and that can be difficult. But the thing that I always say is this is my balance. So this is my own, when I'm in that fear state. So let's go through that journey of abundance model. And I'll kind of go through my own head because we haven't got it sorted. We're not, we haven't got all the answers. Nobody has. That's the point. Number one is we talked about the race and the end journey. There is no end journey. So forget about it. There is no end journey. You will always continually be learning. But this is that I look at it. Okay, so I've got a fear. Here is my fear. First question. Is that fear real? Yes or no? And, and, and it can be real. It can be real. It can be a real fear. But then you've got to ask yourself this. What are my options? What are my choices? So I'm kind of going this. So, so we've are we, saying, right, I've got a fear. It is my fear. I've created it. It's nobody else's fear. Even whether you think people are putting that onto you, you've created the fear, not them. You've just accepted the transmission of their negative energy, their positive energy, whatever it is. You've got to take, you've got to take, you've got to take action accountability. to say, I feel fearful. I feel scared. I am unsure whether I should do this. And that's natural. We all go through that. But this is where choice is really, really important. You have to go, okay, I have a choice. I can accept that fear. Or I can have faith and take risk. And move towards my purpose and my why. What am I gonna do to do that? Who can I trust? Can I trust myself? Can I get a coach? Is that coach or that therapist aligned with me? Any good therapist or coach will take a challenge. I love people challenging my thought process. I love people if they come to me, but the fact is that they've taken action to challenge me. And if I'm not aligned to them, Then they can go and find somebody else, and that's perfect. No ego here in regards to if somebody doesn't want to work with me. Because you have to feel aligned. Same way. I won't take a client on if I don't feel aligned to them because I damage myself, I damage them, but I'm honest with people and I'll say you're not ready. And if they say I am, I say, Okay, you're ready, tell me about that. And we and we go through that little bit of cycle. So remember that before you even take the steps, you might need to go through the fear actions choice, trust. You might have to do that a few times, a little bit like S- Spielberg did. He kind of, I'm sure when he first made that decision to jump off that, you know, that, that thing that he went, oh my God, I could get in trouble. I could get arrested. This could happen. But he went, okay, so if I don't do it, what is my choice? Am I happy to stay where I am or do I want to move forward? I'm sure that went through his head. And he went, oh, absolutely. No, this is my purpose. This is my why. This is what I want to do. Um, And I'm going to take that choice. But he was then, he then thought about it. He didn't just wander around. He took action and went, okay, what do I need to do? Where are the barriers? So let's say the barriers were the barriers, the security guard. How do I endear myself to that person? How do I, how do I, how do I befriend that person? How do I gain their trust? Hmm. He made steps to then earn the trust of the security guard. Now that's just one element that wasn't his end goal to to fear that he might get caught by the security, but he take actions and then looked at the choices and the risks and then trusted in himself that his purpose would see him through. So mm-hmm. he analysed that, took the steps and went, Ah, if I befriend that person, they'll think I work here. He took the steps to wear a suit so that yeah. he looked as though he fitted in. Yep. And I think this is really important sometimes we need to get into the matrix sometimes if even if we don't want to wear a suit maybe if we know that the path that we need to get through although it's painful to wear a suit or it's painful to conform sometimes we need to to be able to get to where we need to get to our goal and that's a step that we take it doesn't define us we just know it's a step that we need to take yeah go for it tracy
1: that just reminds me me a saying that I've heard so many times do what you've got to do until you can do what you want to do and that is exactly what he did yeah so he's done that because I'm sitting there thinking oh we're kind of putting out the advert that it's okay to pretend to be somebody else whereas most of the time we like be unique be yourself and that's those who are listening that's not kind of what we're saying but um what we're saying are, there are occasions where you have to kind of almost pretend to be and pretend to fit in with something as long as your eyes are on the main goal and you don't think that that's it forever that you've always got to have this mask on it's just like a means to an end
0: mm. so even that though I don't know I don't know even if I don't even know if we need to say that we need to pretend um, it's not a pretense if the purpose of doing it is about reaching your goal, because actually you're not pretending to do something, you're 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 just taking an action to ensure that you reach your goal. So yeah. it only becomes a pretense if you're doing it for the purpose of um, proving yourself to somebody else. I would say that yeah. that is when it becomes a mask or a pretense. Is mm, when maybe yeah you're serving. What you're doing is, is not serving your higher purpose, it's not serving your higher goal. It is, it, is, it is literally to say, I want to fit in, I want to be liked. Because mm. for me, a measure of success is about being liked by other people. You're asking other people to give you validation. Spielberg was never, I, I, in that story, I don't think he was ever looking for the security guard to give him validation to let him in. Oh, he was no, just being sneaky. <laughs> in fact,
1: <laughs> and exactly, actually, was you... being a
0: rebel. Was being a rebel in that, and actually, was probably being a bit, a bit of a Dick Turpin in a way. He was wearing a mask to, di- oh. to disguise his identity, not to disguise it to be accepted, but was just to pass through.
1: Yeah, and in fact, he was actually. If you think about it, he was. I've heard this a lot, especially if you. Uh, follow Abraham Hicks or even Secret he was acting as if wasn't mm. he? he was acting as if he was already the businessman that he was striving towards mm. he was turning up to his place of work before it was his place of work he was wearing his suit and taking his briefcase before he had the job so I suppose yeah, that's a
0: really good example of. And and, and now look and now look at Steven Spielberg now the multi award winning probably billionaire director. I can't say that I've ever seen him in a suit. <laughs> no, I don't. Think and I think that's a really important point. Is that look at the uniforms that we wear, whether that be a suit, whether that be a physical uniform like I used to wear, and then look at all your top entrepreneurs or your top business, Richard Branson. Um, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, um, Mark Zuckerberg, pretty much most of them have got a pair of jeans, trainers on. granted, they're not Primark you know they're probably wearing a pretty decent kit. but my point is is that I'm sure not all of them, but some of them will have at some point have tried maybe conformed a little bit, and actually when they have conformed it's not worked mm. and, and it's not been aligned and I think that's really important. Is that although we we kind of shared that success story, that's a small paragraph on the success. I bet if you delved deeper into that journey that Spielberg went through, there were lots of failures. He probably did lots of things that went wrong, or he nearly got found out. I'm sure it wasn't plain sailing. I'm sure he made it up as he went along.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: But, but he was gone. Sorry,
1: you saying about um them conforming and, and now they're all sort of way more casual. I actually, um, a little while ago, kind of fallen off the bandwagon with it, but I was listening to a lot of um, inspirational things by um, the motivational speaker E.T. Do you ever listen to any of his stuff? Is,
0: is, is that another Spielberg reference?
1: No, no, it's not actually. <laughs> <laughs> There's no phone home. What's his name? I, think, I can't remember his first name. Is it Ed? not Edward Thomas, is it? Is it Edward Thomas? He's the hip hop guy.
0: Okay.
1: So he no, turned into <laughs> a motivational speaker. And he's really, really good. But there was something on uh, one of his YouTube videos a few months ago, um, and he really riles people up that the energy this guy evokes is incredible. But he was saying, Oh, people are sort of talking about wearing a suit. And he'd actually turned down quite a few uh, motivational speaking events because they were like, Well, you can't rock up dressed like that and he's all in um i don't know if he's nike but he's all in gear
0: looks (laughs) like something out of run dmc
1: yeah he's all in the stuff he looks really quite cool but he's not in a suit and tie Mm. and he was saying be true to who you are you don't have to be wearing a suit and tie to become the best at what you're doing and that's what kind of like came from what you were just saying just then
0: Do you know what it's interesting when i've done um when I've done Facebook Lives or I've done stuff, so at the moment I've got my UCLA hoodie on, um, my purple hoodie. Um, now, I used to. Um, if I'm going to do a, not a podcast, if I'm going to do a live. I need to make sure that I've got you know a nice jumper on. I'm looking really smart. And I started to question myself. I'm going, I just, why am I doing that? Why am I turning up not authentically me? Not that I don't wear nice clothes. i you no, know, it's just. I'm just wearing a casual hoodie, but my point is, is that it isn't about me. It's about my message. It's not about me. It's about what I do. And, and that's probably just years of being in the military and being, you know, I still have a wardrobe that is nicely folded, but I don't do that because I want to, I do it because it's easier. I do it because it's neat. I do it because it's tidy. I like that. Yeah, it is familiar, but I don't like chaos. I don't like things being untidy because it's just a distraction from me doing something that I want to do. Um, and there's, there's, um, there's a YouTube video. I can't remember who the guy is. He's a very high up ex-Navy commander. Um, it's, it was on Goldcast. Uh, it's amazing. And he's doing this speech to this university. It's kind of the end of your know, kind of speech. Um, and he talks about making your bed every day and i love oh, I've seen that. have you seen it it's amazing yeah. isn't it um and what he basically says is is that do the things that you don't want to do first and every day make your bed and i love this because mm-hmm. making your bed is simple it's quick it isn't difficult but what he's saying is is that you make your bed and you've achieved the first thing of the day So it's the little things that you can achieve in the first part of your day, which will grow the rest of your day. And then what he says is that even if things go wrong and throughout the day you have a bad day and things go wrong, you know that before you go to bed at night, that you can come back to a well-made bed, a tidy room and know that you can start again. So always do the little things and take action and steps and doing that consistently will allow you to move forward on your journey. Hmm. I'm paraphrasing that. I can't remember what it is, but I, I say this to my kids and it's really interesting. I'm going to share this. they will probably kill me. But my, um, my eldest son at the moment is he's trying to do his driving test. He's failed it twice. His bedroom is mess. Okay, he's a teenager, you know, but I keep telling him the story. And every time when things are going wrong, he starts blaming other people. And I say, start by making bed. Start by having a tidy room. Start Mm -hmm. by having a tidy mind. And I know that sounds like a dad. It sounds like a parent. And I've given him the video and I've shown it to him and I keep saying to him, it works. I know you're rebelling against me. I know you're not, I'm your dad and you're going, I don't want to know all this stuff, dad. And eventually I know it'll kick in and I know that he'll do it because he's already done it. When he was about 13, he was quite tubby and he's taken action and he's now really super fit. He wants to join the RAF. Um, But it's, you've got to go on those steps. And actually one of the biggest things is trusting somebody. Um, And I, and I think one of the other things that I've learned is, is never take criticism from somebody you wouldn't go to for advice. Mm. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but that's one thing that I always, when I'm, when I'm, speaking to people if you're looking to get a coach you're looking to get a therapist look at what they're saying do your research what is their overall message what is their overall purpose are they there to sell you a course are they there to sell you something or are they willing to engage with you are they willing to make you accountable i say this to all my clients i will not let my clients procrastinate i will give them absolutely accountable and keep them on track but I do that from a really loving place because I want them to be successful but I'm not willing to do that for free um, no, and I think yeah and I think is it is it worth because I think when it comes to people taking steps would you say pretty much 99.9% of the time one of people's biggest blocks is money
1: oh absolutely
0: yeah or lack of money lack I get of. that I get that completely. I understand that. And is it, I think it's worth just saying if that I remember Marissa saying, Marissa Pier saying um, about money, and she said, Money is just energy. Look at everything as energy. So when something is a block, don't see it as the thing, see it as energy. And if you start to talk of having a lack of energy, then you need to say to yourself, Well, what is it that I need to do? to change that energy like so if you're if you're saying I'm really really tired and I'm gonna feed my body with crap you're not gonna feel it's like fueling a car with diesel when it's a petrol car it's gonna mm-hmm. break so what are you yeah. doing to fuel your thoughts around that subject what is the reality of that what are you willing to give away and that, it kind of comes back to the thing about the manifestation one of the things when it comes to affirmations and for people doing things is they're not willing to give anything else up to attain something else so when it comes to money you've got to if you go right okay it's going to cost me x amount of money to do whatever what is it in your life look at your let's say for example you've got sky on netflix let's say sky let's say you're paying 60 pounds a month for sky um and but you want personal growth you want more abundance in your life you want to wonder why you feel the way that you do and let's say it's going to cost 600 pounds to do what you need to do you found the perfect person you want to work with by the way tracy and i are much cheaper than that but that's by the by um (laughs) I'm just using that as an, an analogy because it's 60 quid. So the choice is this. For 10 months, are you willing to forego that sky to put that money away to then have that happen? Is that a choice? Is that a choice you're willing to make? If the answer is no, perfect. It's not. We're not saying right or wrong, but it's you're making a choice based on a risk. And what could the risk be? Well, the risk could be that... Your partner, your kids get cheesed off that they can't watch Sky 1. They can't watch Simpsons. Okay. Is that serving anybody's purpose? Not really. Well, except for Sky because you paid them the money for it. My point is this, is that this is where that kind of the pain can come in. But actually the pain for the growth, it's that trade-off. And that's what you've got to be willing to do. It may be, it may be that you're going, do you know what? I'm not willing to give up my sky. How could I get 600 pounds? I tell you what, I'm going to apply for a credit card. And by the way, I'm not saying that you should go into financial debt to to, to do this. I'm just, I'm just saying it's, it's it's an example of a choice. I think we've both done it, Tracy. We've, we for our personal growth, we put stuff on credit cards, interest-free credit card. It's not costing you any money. So what you're doing is you've got. I'm not going to wait ten months. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get an interest-free credit card, and I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay that off at sixty pound a month, or maybe it's a twenty-four month credit card. You could pay it off at thirty. So you might go. I'm willing to get. I'm willing to not get rid of my Sky, but I'm willing to get rid of some of the packages on sky so i'm going to get rid of sky sports i'm going to get rid of sky movies because i've got netflix anyway so i don't need that so i'm going to get rid of that so that's going to give me 40 pounds or 20 let's say it's 20 pounds a month and and you can then pay that off your credit card actually it's not costing you any money because that's an interest-free credit card you put a plan in place so you've looked at the fear and gone, how can i get through that what are the actions that i can take And then you've looked at all your choices to make that happen. How can I stay where I am now, but give up a little thing? You don't have to give up everything. Give up a little thing to then trust that that will work. But be absolutely laser focused that you're not going to start borrowing that credit card. You're going you're going to be laser focused that that's the little step that you need to take. And what happens is, as you take those little steps and they build and build and build, the wave starts to roll, and you start to get into that flow, and it's difficult. It's like when you go to the gym for the first time or go for a run, the first few weeks, first seven to ten days, are quite difficult. But once you get into it, and, and and it's it's that action that's that permanent action that you're doing over and over that becomes then familiar, which then means you can take the next step. So there's this transition of action, fear, action. Choice, trusting that those methods will work because you've done your work, and then taking the step, and repeat ad nauseum for the rest of your life. But once you've taken the step, allow yourself to relax into that. Allow yourself to be to go. Do you know what I've, I've I've gone through that step? I'm happy with that. My goal is this, but know that you'll never reach your end goal. If you want that big house, oh sorry, that's wrong. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Is is what I'm saying is. Is that if you're looking for, let's say, for example, I want more money, or I want a more abundant life. Really look at what that abundance that you're after is. Why do you want the big house? I want a big house. I want an Aston Martin. Why do I want it? I want it because it'd be cool. It, it, I don't <laughs> want it because it, I don't want it. I don't want it because it will serve me any better. What I actually want, and my vision board says these three things: my purpose and why is freedom, peace, and happiness. And that purpose I wanna help everybody else attain as well. So that's my purpose. If I can do that in a big house with a big fast car, whoop, whoop. But I can give myself those things every single day. And it's about choice. Is money tight? Yeah, I think money's tight for everybody. But actually, is money tight for me compared to other people? If I can't afford the bills, what can I give up? Have I got things that I can give up? Absolutely. If I get rid of my car, what are my options? Well, I've got a bike. Is that going to be a pain? Will I have to get up earlier to go to wherever I need to? Yes. But I have options and choices. And I think that's where people get, people want to have it all and don't want to compromise. And I think that's the important thing. And if you don't want to compromise, absolutely, that is perfect. As long as that is moving you towards your goal, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I don't know if I've put that across well enough.
1: I think I think it's important to um, mention that this works with um, non money, non financial stuff. Yeah, yeah, as well. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm just using because money was one of the biggest people's blocks. That's all.
1: Yeah, I always remember. Um, going back four or five years ago when i um originally started um with an mlm company that was with selling makeup and skincare and everything and i always remember a lot of people sort of higher up sort of saying if you want to be successful you've got to give something up okay Mm. everyone says i haven't got enough time to do x y and z but it's not that they haven't got enough time because everyone has the same 24 hours in a day, but it's about how you choose to spend that time. So they really sort of were talking at that point about don't say you haven't got the time to do it and yet sit on your backside watching EastEnders, Coronation Street, Emmerdale Farm, I don't know, the bill, whatever was going yeah. on back then. Because they are not going to take you towards your goal. Absolutely not going to bring in financial abundance for you um yes you may get a little bit of entertainment out of them but that's where you have to say what do i want more out of my life right now do i want entertainment or do i want to go towards my goals which kind of takes me back to my whole sorry that's the dog wandering um back to the whole the steps you're taking is it taking you towards your goal um and i quickly actually was quite happy to forego the majority of tv programs and yeah it took a little while in the beginning and i felt like i was missing out but now i think i watch maybe two possibly three programs a week um and things that i choose to watch with my husband so that we have some time together
0: yeah i was going to say that and we've got we've got We've got Netflix. We've got Sky. We've got even if you haven't got those, Freeview. You've got ways of recording things. So we don't need to watch things like we used to do. We can actually watch on demand. And it's actually the other thing that's really important is is to take that time out. I mean, and that's one of the things that I know um, that my growth stagnates more when I'm pushing to try and make something happen. Yeah. And we had this conversation what probably six months ago, didn't we? It was kind of. Mm going through these blocks and going, well, I'm doing the work. Why is it not working? And it's every now and again just going, just stop. Just stop doing no. it. It's working. Stop forcing it. And that's why I love that story. And I keep coming back to that story because it's so true. Things started to shift more when I did less. Yeah. But did things with absolute clarity and purpose of what I was doing. And I just wanted to bring this in as well. So um, I'm doing, I'm doing this summit. So today's the 23rd of March. I'm doing a 14-day summit online, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash beat anxiety. If you're listening to this, come and join. The group will be open after this, but I've got speakers coming in. And I'll tell you the reason why I set this group up and it was really simple is that both of us have, have, have kind of have gone through that pain of anxiety and not feeling good enough and all the rest of it. But this is the other thing to be really mindful of. And this is my top tip. Why should you pay for a coach? Why should you pay for a therapist? What And how should you evaluate that person when you're looking to get help? Because, again, going back to Think and Grow Rich, it's all about the mastermind, about getting people around you that can help you on that goal. If we go back to the Barnes and Edison story there, um, Barnes had this theory that he wanted to partner with Edison, but at the time... Edison was in the bigger position than Barnes. It was only when they came to a a mutual uh, symbiosis that's a big word isn't it, where each is helping each other that they saw where that would lead them. Hmm. Now I'm going to look at the negative of that. You may be aware of this Tracy but if you go onto Facebook there are loads of groups about anxiety, there's loads of groups about depression. When you act when you look at the feeds it's all about people at the same level recycling the same pain so what they're doing is they're walking around in circles they're not actually moving forward towards a purpose getting rid of that they're they're staying in that victim they're validating they're validating and when actually you look at the way that we do a lot of the things um when we get help we're validating that pain we're we're, we're saying, I have a label, therefore, my story and my fear must be true. Therefore, that is who I am and that's where I need to stay. I wasn't willing to do that. So, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not willing to stay where you are but are completely stuck, the first thing you need to do is don't be in groups like that. The last thing you need yeah. to be is somewhere where people are trying to validate your story. Do not be there. You want to be somewhere where people are saying, I understand and honor your story. However, I'm ahead of you on that path. Good coaches, a good therapist needs to be a few steps ahead on your path. So I'll give an example. I'm part of a group on Facebook called Mind Valley. Some of you may be aware of that. And there was a post by our mentor, Marissa Peer. Now, if you want to go and train with Marissa Peer and do the live, it's about seven grand now, something like that. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And somebody was complaining saying, well, they haven't put the prices on to to train. Um, And this is disgraceful. Who do they think they are? Yada, 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 yada. Okay. Now, imagine that Marissa Peer has been doing what she's been doing for 30, what, 35 years? Okay. So she's gone through these little steps. You are at the start of your journey. She's not at the end of her journey, but she is way ahead of you. She's in a different continent to you. So your perspective on the way that she does things is based on what you know now, not what she knows. So what you need to do is you can, you need to say, okay, if I haven't got £7,000, I'm not willing to pay that money. Wait a minute. This is a course to learn how to train as a therapist. Therefore, there's other therapists that are doing this. So who are those people that are doing that? And I'm just using this as an analogy because it's easier because they will be slightly, they'll be behind Marissa, but ahead of you. When you want to, if you want to learn, if you've got a, if you want to be an Olympic athlete and you're 13 years of age, you are not going to rock up to the Olympic team and go, start training me. <laughs> you're not, you're going to, no. right, who are my coaches in my area? Who are the people who are slightly ahead of me? Maybe, maybe they've had some experience in that f- field. Maybe they've failed in that field, not been successful. maybe they've failed in that field. and actually the people that have failed are the people that you need to speak to because they've made the mistakes so you don't have to. And i this is one thing that I, I had to get through my head is what validation have I got as a coach? What validation have I got that you should come and work with me? I'll tell you what I have failed a lot. I have failed <laughs> a lot. Okay. And I've had successes, of course I've had successes, but where I failed other people have been successful, but that's not my path. So actually when you're speaking to a coach, don't just look for those people that have had their successes. Ask them about their failures. So if you're looking for a coach and say and you're you're trying to test and a good coach, a good therapist will be really open to a challenge. If they don't and they're going, Well, I don't need to speak to you about that, about my failures my vulnerability run a mile that's what I would say if they're willing to be vulnerable and say yeah I failed a lot and this is what I've done to fail and this is what I've learned and then if you feel that that's the right thing then go with that person if you don't don't go with that person but own that power don't make excuses and don't go I can't afford that you can't afford that what can you afford what steps what little steps can you take if I think what 18 months ago two years ago where i was in my mindset and i remind myself of this every day if some, if i'm feeling a little bit mm, things aren't going well i go right where was i where would i be if i'd have stayed there and that scares the hell out of me
1: yeah it's absolutely um, scares the hell out of me can you afford to stay where you are
0: yeah draw um, a line in the sand we're, talking, yeah, about the sand.
1: we're talking about the sand yeah exactly can you afford to stay where you are
0: yeah. imagine imagine that you're imagine. imagine that you're on a beach and that beach is getting washed away it starts to crumble it's quicksand and you're sinking
1: yeah. and
0: there's open water there's open water and you're not sure how deep that open water is but on the other side of that is a rock there is a rock on there that you can climb onto and you'll be above the water line the water is rising and you make a choice you can either yeah. stay you might sink and you may be okay but you might be stuck somebody may come and help you you don't know but it's a choice or you can draw that line in the sand and go do you know what i don't know if there's sharks in there i don't know if there's crocodiles in there i don't know how deep that water is but if i stay here am i safe where is the choice what is and and, and remember that anxiety and stuff like that is just a projection of fear most people that are anxious before they do something once they've done it find that actually it wasn't as bad as what they thought yeah so imagine that analogy if you're listening to this and you're stuck and you don't know what to do imagine yourself stood on a beach and you're sinking in the sand and the tide's coming in and you've got a choice to either swim or stay where you are both are scary which is the least scary or which Mm. will give you a bit more permanence going through your life the rock or the sand and i think i think that's when we talk about steps that's what we've got to look at is that this is a cycle it isn't just fear action choice trust steps they're all interchangeable we've done them in that order but it's a cycle and at each stage at each fear stage it's fear right i'm I'm scared of what are my choices actions trust and steps okay these are my actions what are the choices of actions that I've got? Which ones can I trust? Which one do I step forward? Okay, now I've got that. What are my choices? So I've got these choices. Which ones fit? do I fear less? Which actions? So it's all interlinked. Although it's quite a linear model that we've done in this journey to abundance, actually they're all codependent on each other. And at each oh. stage, you so at fear, you'll go fear, choice, trust. Sorry, action, trust, steps. At action, you'll go fear actions choice trust steps uh, choices you'll go fear actions and, and and it goes on like that and i know that like, it's like, quite, quite complicated but if you use that model and it's the whole reason why i kind of and, and there are lots of other models that are very very similar but it was just one that came to me and if you do that and you're purposeful about taking that time meditate breathe what is the reality run through that model you'll find that you will get clarity once you've got clarity the cortisol will lift you will be focused once you've got focused you're more likely to achieve your aims and your goals yeah. does that make sense
1: absolutely i think it's important to know that the steps you take they may not always lead you you may not it's a bit like the um what's that uh, saying they say you don't have to see the whole stay, staircase to take the first step yeah you just know that it's going in the right direction and that right direction could literally just be away from where you are yeah. and you can change your steps and you can change your direction yeah. but it goes back to the are you happy where you are if for any reason you want to be out of there if there is fear if there is um unhappiness if you're uncomfortable whatever it is if you want to step forward and move, just take that decision to move forward, and you don't have to have the whole path mapped out for you and think right well, this week I'm going to do this, and next week I'm going to do that. Just take a step and it goes back again to the is this likely to take me towards my goal? Am I going towards that rock, or am I just staying here is the is the step I'm taking just me standing in this sand and sinking, or is it? making
0: a run
1: for it through the water. Yeah. And I think, I think as
0: we start to wind the podcast up now, um, I think I'd like to end it like this. I think the best way to describe that first step and to see what you need to do is that first step towards getting somewhere is to decide that you're not going to stay where you are. And I think, I think that we've said that, both of us have said that a couple of times, and sometimes that the smallest steps in the right direction ends up being the biggest step in your life. So if you need to tiptoe, if you need to fall, fall forward, but do something, take that action and take those steps. Because like you say, you don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. And when we look at religion, when we look at everything else, it's faith is taking the first step, even if you don't see it at all and just do something but just do something know your why find your purpose and get and get support get help there's loads of resources out there Mm. but one of the things that you do need to do is you need to invest whether that be spiritually whether that be financially um but it's about choice so with that I think it's time to wind this journey to abundance up. I hope people have found this really useful. And and what I would say is me and Tracy don't have the answers. (laughs) We don't have the answers.
1: We have some, we have some,
0: but what we do know is what we do know is this, is that between the two of us, we have coaches, we have people that have helped us into this journey to abundance, but we know that it is, it is a fact. It is a fact that all successful people the secret is out there. You know, if you want to watch The Secret, the film, even Bob Plotter himself will say that The Secret doesn't tell you about The Secret. But The Secret is pretty much that you need to have faith, step forward, knowing that it will all work out, and just keep going. And
1: focus on what you want,
0: not what you don't want. Yeah. Stay positive. Especially Stay positive. Weird times. So with that, thank you very much, everybody. I will end the podcast now. We would love your comments. Um, I am going to just pluck my summit. If you are listening to this, um, if you are listening to this between the dates of, I'm going to just get the up because I can't do it, 23rd of March, which is today through to probably the 3rd third, the third of April um, in the Facebook group, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash beat anxiety. It is not just about anxiety. We're going to have some great speakers on there. They're going to be talking about growth mindset. Um, our coach um, is going to be on there talking about that. we talk about our relationships, parenting relationships. We're even going to be going into the ego and shadows which is going to be really, really interesting. A bit of Carl Jung in there, or Jung, however you pronounce his surname, about shadows. We're going to talk about money as well. So, those things that cause us anxiety, whether that be crippling anxiety or just worry, uh, the whole summit is about that. So, come and join us facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash beat anxiety. Um, see you online. Leave some comments. We'd love for you to get in contact with us to see what you thought of this series if you are listening to this for the first time go back to the first one which was the mm-hmm. journey to abundance um and then we go through the fear the actions the choice the trust and today the steps for you to go and live the life that you want to live so with that in mind we'll say goodbye goodbye everybody
1: goodbye everybody If you enjoyed today's podcast, why don't you come and join us at facebook.com forward slash talking underscore minds. And don't forget to give us a little like. Thanks very much for listening. See you soon.